10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Broadcasting live worldwide. Click, listen, enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to TCN Talk Live Network Radio, America's number one Jewish program. Welcome back to the program. Mom Zev Runner. I've known Herbert Block for so many years. And he's been involved in the political life in the Jewish community. He's currently the executive director of the American Zionist Movement, the AZM. But he has a 43, he had a 43-year relationship with former Mayor David Dinkins. He was a special assistant when David Dinkins was the Manhattan Borough President. And he was assistant to the mayor when David Dinkins was mayor of New York. He also was the Jewish liaison. I would say he probably was the... Is a top-ranking Orthodox Jew in the administration that wore Yamak on the job. So good to have you back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Zev. So you go back with David Dinkins a long time. As I mentioned, a 43-year relationship. How did it all come about? So I went to uh, interview the candidate for Manhattan Borough President when I was 12 years old in the summer of 1977, and I was writing about uh, a young person's view of politics for both the Ramaz school newspaper and for an independent uh, paper in Manhattan then called Jewish People. And I had a column called Politikids, and I would go interview public officials. And I went to a candidate's forum, and the candidates gave me a few minutes, uh, candidates running for borough president. But David Dinkins said to me, you know, why don't we, instead of standing here in the hallway, Let's go over to that cafeteria across the hall, and I'll buy you a soda, and we'll sit down and, and chat. And showed interest, and spent a half hour with me, um, showed interest in a young person who cared about politics and said, you know, here's my phone number, here's my card, you know, call me, stay in touch. And I did. He, he lost that race for borough president in 1977, but went on to then become, then, and he was then city clerk, Ran again for borough president in 1981. I uh, worked on his campaign. Um, he lost again, then worked on his campaign the third time while I was in college in 1985, and he won the election as borough president, and then I went to work for him uh, in the Manhattan borough president's office for four years, and then four years with him um, at City Hall when he was elected mayor. So we, And then we've stayed in close touch since. It's been to... Um, to uh, our wedding, Briss's, Bar Mitzvah's, uh, family, Simcha's, uh, Shiva's, funerals. Uh, um, he's been, you know, he's been a, a close friend and mentor, um, you know, uh, uh, to me like a second father or someone I've, you know, known and cared about for a very long time and is very close to our, our family. And you, you were with him pretty much almost to the end. Uh, yeah, we spoke uh, last last spoke a few weeks ago, right after his his wife uh, Joyce uh, passed, and you know after six decades uh, of being together here on Earth, now they're together in uh, um, in the next world. 
So how would you describe him? You mentioned you had this long relationship with him. He was like a second father to you. So tell us more about that. And how did? And again, uh, you wore a yarmulke. Your Judaism was proud. He went to a lot of Jewish events that bar mitzvahs and shivas and other simchas and other occasions that you had. So how did he relate to, on, to you on a Jewish level as well? So he, he, you know, he was that. That was never, never an issue when it was part of of, of our of our relationship. Um, you know, I helped him uh, with you know with many of. Uh, um, his relationships with with the Jewish community, uh, you know, above all, and uh, the word for him I would use is a mensch. He was a gentleman. He was civil. He believed in public service as a noble calling, um, and was a dedicated uh, public servant. Um, um, kind of the old school that you know probably could be used by more public officials today, um, and. Um, he had a he had a relationship with the Jewish community that went back even before my my involvement. I know one of his uh, you know he 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 sat with Bob Abrams and they became friends in the in the assembly in Albany in the in the mid 1960s. In 1975, two weeks after the the infamous UN Zionism as Racism resolution, he was part of a group of. Uh, uh, that that formed something called Basic Black Americans in Support of Israel Committee that took out a full-page ad in the New York Times um, in support of Israel and rebutting the notion that Zionism was racism. And he was someone who had been involved in the Soviet Jewry movement for many years, had uh, adopted a refusenik case, had traveled with uh, Z.C. Schnur and the conference on Soviet Jewry to um, to protest Reagan, to, to uh, the Helsinki, to protest Reagan's visit um, with with Gorbachev, um, he had you know spoken out against uh, Farrakhan's anti-Semitism when Farrakhan had a rally at Madison Square Garden, and Farrakhan you know made death threats against uh, uh, David Dinkins when he was the city clerk. So uh, you know he had uh, gone to Israel. Um, on a number on with the JCRC with Malcolm Holmline in 1983 or 84, and then uh, I worked with him on two trips that we went as mayor um, in 1991. One during the Stud missile crisis when the missiles were falling, uh, and a solidarity 24-hour mission to Israel on behalf of the city of New York, and then again in the summer of '93 to dedicate Kikar, New York, New York Place, with Mayor the late Mayor Teddy Kalik. Um so he had a, a long time relationship with the community that I was um, proud to, to help work with him on. And, and he was just, uh, you know, for anyone who's met him over the years, he, he continued, um, even after leaving City Hall 27 years ago, he continued to go to events, to show up at programs with the consulates, at the JCRC, at events of, of many, many Jewish organizations. If he was invited, he'd go. Um, he was a people person. He loved being with people, taking pictures with kids. The last couple of years, he went to the mayor's Jewish Heritage Reception and sat there kind of holding court in the corner at, at, at Gracie Mansion and greeting people. And, and you know, it, 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 there was no reason he needed to do that uh, after leaving office, except he loved the city, loved the people, and, and, and would continue to go to, to many, many Jewish community events um, until nearly the end. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, sad that his his era has has concluded. 
No, I'm sad that you mentioned that you stood against Louis Farrakhan, and ba- I remember Basic, which was a, a very important group that showed black support for Israel. What, did he have the same thing about Jesse Jackson? Because I remember questioning him about Jesse Jackson, and I asked him all question about mm-hmm. what about Jesse Jackson, who had made Heimitown remarks, and he was upset at me a couple occasions, even bringing it up. So was that more of a sore point with him than, let's say, than Louis Farrakhan? So, so he um, he did he did uh, support uh, Jesse Jackson and his campaigns. Um, he did, you know, he did have discussions with 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 Jackson about the the city, the Jewish community, Israel. Um, um, so, you know, he did support the overall Jackson agenda uh, when he was running for president. Um, but you know, Farrakhan's comments were were um, such a egregious level of overt anti-Semitism um, that, you know, at the time he felt he had to, you know, publicly speak out. And there was very few, if any, other leaders in the black community at the time who, who publicly uh, denounced Farrakhan for that. Now, you were the Jewish liaison, which certainly is always a tough job, but I think was made tougher because the Kronheights riots took place during that time. And can you describe the relationship between the mayor and the Jewish community during that time period because of the Crown Heights situation? So the, the, the mayor had actually a, a, a good relation with the community in, in, in Crown Heights. Um, on a personal level, he had been to, he, um, he had been to see the Rebbe uh, on four occasions, uh, notably in 89. You know, he spent, had a long visit and and people said, oh, he's, the Rebbe spent longer with him than with, you know, Koch or Giuliani. Uh, on one visit, someone gave, when he was walking out, gave him a keychain with the Rebbe, and he was, then he was a city uh, borough president and had his own apartment. He put his keys on the keychain, carried around uh, that and the dollar from the Rebbe, and, uh, um, and um, had, a, had, a, had a warm relationship um, uh, with many in the community. Um, the, um, the Crown Heights situation... Um, was obviously very, very troubling and, and, and painful one in the summer of, of 91. Um, you know, the, uh, um, the, the best way to summarize a long story would be, you know, that the, uh, the, you know, the mayor initially had trust in his cops and leaders and, and in law enforcement that they would handle the situation. Um, and it clearly went on too long. Um, and there was a lot of obviously uh, failure there. Um, he was uh, pained when people would would uh, accuse him of any deliberate action or uh, of a pogrom, um, you know, which implied a, a state-sanctioned um, action uh, against the community. Um, so clearly, there were things that that the city should have done. Uh, better in in, man, in managing that uh, uh, that riot in those days of violence, um, but you know he um, overall he he felt and hoped that his years of, of connection with the community um, would show his his goodwill um, towards the towards the community, um, and and I think that was you know something that even after. The rest of his mayorality and after that, you know, his connection with the community uh, remained and that wasn't, you know, the, the Crown Heights situ- uh, situation wasn't the only thing that uh, defined him.
No, it wasn't. But uh, to some that say that uh, in a very close race with Rudy Giuliani, the Cronite situation tipped the scale in favor of Rudy Giuliani. Did he, was he upset that that's, that the Cronite situation may have changed the mayoral race where Rudy Giuliani won and he lost because of You know, in a, in a very narrow law race, there's a lot of factors. I don't think, you know, that the, he, he never considered that was the it. The issue, the, 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 the percentage of support he got from the Jewish community was almost the same in 89 as it was in 1993. Um, and, you know, in that election, there was a, there was a referendum on secession in Staten Island. There have been obviously other things that went on, um, in, in the four years of his mayorality. Um, so when a, when a race is that close, you know, anybody could say, well, this one thing was the difference, but, you know, uh, but he never considered that that was the, the, the reason or held the community in any, any blame in that sense for his loss. And as you pointed out, he went to Jewish events and was still participating. I remember seeing him at the mayor's uh, Jewish Heritage Day in June, seeing right. one on a couple yes. occasions, uh, as yes. recently as maybe a couple of years ago, if I remember. I, I, a year ago, last year even, uh, in, in uh, the last, you know, nothing happened this year, and I think he was, um, but in, in, in 2019, and, and I think this, this year was hard on him because he was such a people person that he couldn't be out and about um, since um, since the end of February, you know, until um, until uh, a year or two ago, he was teaching a, a class every semester um, at Columbia, the School of Public Affa- uh, International Public Affairs. I would go almost every semester and and, and talk about um, the Jewish community and other things to his class on urban affairs. Um, and he and he, you know, he loved being with the students. Um, on campus, he cared about kids wherever he was. They would, you know, take pictures and talk to kids, and you know, he'd be late for the next thing if it meant, you know, talking to a, to a child um, somewhere. So he really loved being out and about. I enjoyed having him. He did a biweekly commentary on the radio with me until Crown Heights, and then after he stopped, which I was saddened that he stopped. I thought it was important to keep the dialogue going. Unfortunately, when New York Magazine asked him about it, he says, there's Brenner looking for publicity. I didn't hold it against him, but I guess he felt he didn't want to get engaged in conversation during that very sensitive period of time. And that, honestly, I don't, I don't remember, uh, but you obviously do. So, uh, <laughs> um, But he's still, you know, he's still engaged with the community, um, for many years, you know, after he was mayor until the end. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, 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 a privilege to help, for me to be able to help him with that relationship over many, many decades. We have a moment or so left. Is there a favorite David Dinkins story that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, you know, I would think, uh, I, I guess I, I, I gave the story in, in the newspaper interview this week, uh, you know, about a year or so ago, he, he called me up. He said, you know, um, I went to someone's funeral, um, at, and I think it was at Campbell's on the, uh, on the east side, and it was a, you know, a Jewish person. And so I, I, I figured I'll, uh, I'll, you know, should, I should wear a yarmulke when I go in. And I took the yarm- I had the yarmulke on top of my pile from, uh, from, uh, from your son's bar mitzvah. And I walked in, and, you know, lo and behold, I was the only one there with the yarmulke. Um, is that not even the family, not even the rabbi? Um, and uh, he got a, a, a kind of a chuckle out of that. Um, but that was a sort of a symbol of the kind of respectful person that he was, that he was going to something that was a, you know, a Jewish religious event. And he would, you know, he would, um, he would wear a yarmulke. And he, uh, um, and, and that was a, just a metaphor of, of the kind of 
a decent uh, human being he was. If I remember correctly, he had a, a knitted yarmulke, right? The crocheted yarmulke that he wore, a very nice one? He had a, 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 a crocheted yarmulke that, that he wore. He, he, he used to say uh, um, that, you know, that's the, the kippas rugas sat better on his uh, afro than the, <laughs> than the others. And then he had a large collection of, of, of others, uh, including from all, from, uh, from all my family, Simchas, and, and others that he went to that he would uh, keep. You know, he had the yarmulke drawer in his, in his, uh, in his apartment uh, with a large collection of them that he, would, uh, that he would wear on different occasions and match with his different outfits. So, um, you know, like, like many of us do. So... Um, so, Herbert Black, I want to thank you for sharing some insights. He was a second father to referring to David Dinkins. Herbert Black had a 43-year relationship with Mayor David Dinkins, first as a special assistant when he was borough president for eight years, and then when he was mayor of New York, he was also the Jewish liaison. He's currently the executive director of the AZM. Herbert Block, thank you for sharing your recollections of your relationship with uh, David Dinkins, the former mayor of New York. Thank you for the opportunity, and may he rest in peace. And thank you, and we're going to be right back. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, Please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. This concludes Jewish programming for tonight. For continuous, nonstop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to talklinecommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, please call 212-769-1925 or email info at TalkLineCommunications.com. TalkLine's new 24-hour day listen line is 712-770-0534. That's 712-770-0534. Listen online or in our listen line 24 hours a day. Enjoy. Thank you for listening.